What's going on, family? It's your man, GB, and welcome to another edition of The Faction. Now, this is a special one because we are going into part two of our conversation of the year in review for 2021, the top stories of the year. Now, let me first start by saying thank you so much for voting. You guys went crazy for the voting on Instagram over the last couple of weeks as we wanted to narrow down what our top story of 2021 was. And I want to just say thank you for your interaction and for your connection. It really means the world to us. Now, if you missed Part one of our year in review, go back and check it out. It is available right now. Check out the audio. We're going to be releasing some video content for you on the socials very, very soon from a fun conversation that our crew had about this incredible year that was 2021. So with that said, happy new year and enjoy part two of our conversation as the good brothers, yours truly, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, we come together to talk about the top stories of 2021 in the world of pro wrestling. One of the things that returned this year that we really like is a series and a show called Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring has for now three seasons brought us some of the most controversial stories in this business. It started off this season looking at Brian Pillman and uh, his controversial career and life, and it was very challenging. But perhaps the most talked about episode of Dark Side of the Ring with the most repercussions was the episode about the plane ride from hell. That particular episode uh, really caused a massive shakeup for multiple wrestlers. Tommy Dreamer ended up being indefinitely suspended from Impact Wrestling because of his comments on the plane ride from hell. Ric Flair was removed from several WWE promos. As a result of that, if you watch the WWE opener that they usually have, it once had Ric Flair's classic woo. That's gone. His likeness is gone. There's rarely any mention of Ric Flair on WWE television because of Dark Side of the Ring and the plane ride from hell. What did you guys think of that episode? And did you think that it was right for the punishment that was received by Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair? Clack? Clack. Because Courtney looks like, um, <laughs> I will say that Courtney's godfather, Ric Flair, should not be able to yank women in, in all spaces and places as he sees fit. He, he, he cannot keep swiping the credit card of woo and assume that somebody is not going to tell on him and Courtney. <laughs> hey man, Courtney. Oh God. Don't love me, and I wasn't on that flight. <laughs> oh, oh man. I'll say this: if this story would have came out in '96 to '99, we it wouldn't even be news. It would have been built into the storyline, and we all would have high fived and laughed. Well. There's something interesting to that, but Courtney, you go first. I, I've watched a lot of 
Dark Side of the Rings. I've listened to podcasts with the founders on it. As a matter of fact, one of the founders, his father has been in the business for some years. He met Chris Jericho when he was a child and really wanted to work with him. And he came with this idea, Dark Side. What a great one on Ultimate Warrior. What a great one on Brian Pillman. I normally get to watch them late. I've not been able to watch this one yet. I have a deep love for the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Deep love. I remember seeing him as the Mid-Atlantic champion, the NWA champion, WCW champion. I heard what you guys said about him. I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch the whole thing. Uh, there's speculation of some people remember Vince Benavis, some don't remember Vince. It's, it's all over the place. I'm with Clap. If this were in the 90s, it wouldn't have made the news. Ric Flair wouldn't have been suspended or erased from WWE if they didn't think that he has the same propensity to act in the same manner. So they're distancing themselves before a repeat happens. Now, Ric Flair said, they erased me, my woo, and put up Ultimate Warrior. Then he commenced to trashing Ultimate Warrior. Ric Flair has a podcast called Woo Nation where he's saying, erase me, but give me my stuff back. That's fair, right? Is, is that not fair? If you're going to erase me, give me my memorabilia back that I loaned you. It should know my belt, my robes that I loaned you. There is no WWE museum. There is no actual physical hall of fame. So all of the things that Rick gave you, they're sitting in some warehouse. Rick is saying, if you're going to erase me, do it. Rick also went as far to say as when I go to the ring in the sky, ding, 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 upper room. When I go to the upper room, make sure that they don't run a package on me. He said, it's not Vince McMahon. It is Nick Khan as to why. Because Nick Khan is a businessman as opposed to a wrestling man. I've not been able to watch it. I'm probably never going to watch it. I'll just have to live through you guys vicariously. Are we sure he's going to the ring in the sky and not a hell in the cell match? (laughs) So are you trying to say that Rick won't be climbing the scaffold? Only be in the infernal match. <laughs> All I'm saying is he's probably the best suit for a three stages of hell match. <laughs> His woo gonna turn into why? Wow. Or maybe a buried alive match. Uh, that's a- Leave it to Flair to try to okay, Satan Manu one time. Um it's just tough to watch, man. Tough to watch. I, For I him would, and Satan to have a one-on-one, they would have to turn on the tag team partner, kind of like Sean did Marty. <laughs> wow. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? <laughs> Throw him through the glass window. Oh, gosh. I, Play I, with I, Blade against the devil. Oh, easily. 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 I, I, I will say this. Now, to your point, Clack, about if this had happened in the 90s, uh, it happened post attitude era like in between that attitude era ruthless aggression space um what's interesting about it that most people don't talk about um is that 
I first heard about this story. You remember WWE had this animated deal called Storytime? I saw it. They made light of it, yeah. It was on Storytime, the plane ride from hell. And so I remembered when they were doing this, I was like, this was on the WWE Network. And it was presented much differently. There were joke, they were joking about it. They were laughing about it, et cetera, et cetera. Flair talk. So to see this presentation of it, which of course included uh, the flight attendant who was the recipient of these unwanted advances and to, to hear people who were directly on the plane talk about it, it adds a completely different light to it. And, you know, when we talk about, okay, well, what would, what would this look like in the nineties or whatever, you know, Jim Ross said a whole lot. The fact that there were some people that were fired over it, but Ric Flair went untouched. Jim Ross was just like, he's Ric Flair. That's probably not the right thing, but it's Ric Flair. And so it's it's it really was one of those moments where uh, pro wrestling, pop culture, the Me Too movement, all of that collided. And we really got to see uh, what was seemingly the tail end of a toxic time in the pro wrestling business. And it is unfortunate that Ric Flair was not held accountable as he should be. And so even pulling him out of WWE conversation, he's still in the Hall of Fame. Like he's not being punished. He's not really losing anything. He had already requested to leave WWE before this happened. So, you know, it's it's a real touchy space for sure. But uh, definitely one of the giant stories of 2021 that I think there are still repercussions on. We've not seen Tommy Dreamer near a pro wrestling ring uh, since that. He lost all of his his clout with Impact, and, you know, they don't talk about him anymore. Now, I will say this. That episode of Storytime is not on the WWE Network. That is as though it did not exist. They killed it. If I'm Ric Flair... Uh, Ric Flair was at a plane crash in 1975 and survived it. Ric Flair, so he survived a literal plane crash. Mm -hmm. He was then on the plane line from Hill 2002. I'm Flair, I'm not getting on any more planes, staying on any planes, walking near planes, wrestling in Plano, Texas. I'm not doing anything with no planes. I think it's safe to say the plane really isn't the issue here, but I get it. I think it's safe to say Rick's never going to wrestle again. I mean, if he takes one more bump, he's out of here. But here, if, if, if Rick could wrestle again and that be the thing that sends him to the ring in the sky, he'd take a bump. Oh, he he absolutely would. Not it's, the ring in the sky. It's not where he's going. <laughs> so somebody's a, judgmental. <laughs> a couple no, of other got quick, an STD on Space Mountain. Oh gosh, here we go. Quick stories that we'll we'll get into because I think these are are important to talk about. Some major league transitions happened in the world of pro wrestling that I don't know any of us saw coming coming into 2021. I spent so much time in church. I thought you said people died when you said transitions. Jesus, help us. <laughs> well, oh, God have mercy. Well, here we go. NXT became died. NXT 2.0. <laughs> it, it, no, it died. Transition. Died. Ring of Honor. Transition. Um... I'm curious to get your thoughts because the pandemic 
had the biggest potential, in my opinion, to kill off pro wrestling as we knew it. I did not think that in 2021 we would be talking about the death of two of the most influential organizations, I would say, certainly in current wrestling. You could even go so far as to say in the last 20 years. What are your thoughts on the disillusion of the black and gold version of NXT and Ring of Honor? Clack. Or Courtney, whichever one. I can go. You got it, Clack. Um, I mean, I like the, the black and gold NXT colors. But other than that, I mean, it's the same nobodies from before. Clack. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. And then, and then Ring of Honor. I mean, I didn't even know that we went to the funeral. When did we go to Ring of Honor? Did we wow. miss the funeral? Wow. Did, did, oh, praise the eulogy. I don't <laughs> even remember showing up to that. <laughs> Ring of Isn't Honor. Isn't Braun Strowman there? Well, he showed up at their final pay-per-view, final battle. He did show up for that. Um, but that was that was their last pay-per-view, certainly uh, for the foreseeable future. There's talk that they may return uh, in April, but we'll see as they're looking to reimagine their, their product. GB, the, the, the wrestling fan misses stars, and we, they're not as committed to looking in these awkward places. But see, So we reminisce about the Attitude Era and the Golden Era. Those were the best times in wrestling. See that grin on your face? That lets no, me the, know you missed it too. No, 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 no. The grin on my face is because, first of all, you saying you don't, you, the NXT Black and Gold produced no stars. We were in the same place when I introduced you to NXT. And you said, wow, this is amazing. Holy cow. You even took your son to an NXT event. You did that. I you did. guys were first. That's where he fell in love with Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, and Rhea Ripley, and all of these amazing people, right? Please believe it or not. Wait, I'm not doing this with you. And then you've got Ring of Honor, who gave us CM Punk, and gave us Daniel Bryan, and gave us Seth Rollins, and gave us Samoa Joe, and gave us Jay Lethal, and the list goes on and on. The Undisputed Era, all of these guys, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all of them came through Ring of Honor. So, yeah, the stars of our current era who have made a major impact all rolled through ring of honor. Courtney, your thoughts on the transition of NXT black and gold and ring of honor. 1985 in Atlanta, some executive decided they were going to start calling Coke new Coke. 2002, some executive in Atlanta decided I got an idea. Let's call it Coke too. 2005, an executive finally figured out and said, Hey guys, same recipe, just we just keep changing the name. Nobody wants it. Go back to the original thing. That's NXT. NXT 2.0 is a man who is dang near 90 years old and Vincent Kennedy McMahon letting his son-in-law, who is Triple H, know, you can't have my company. And I'm smacking your hand and turning it by, back. Why? Because Vince loves big guys. And Triple H was giving the average guy an opportunity to win. No one wants this NXT 2.0. 
No one wants NXT 3.0, as Jimmy Cornette calls it, because he said the original one is FCW, then NXT. Now this, so this is really 3.0. Nobody true. wants it. You mean to tell me you're going to throw in living color, colors on wrestling and call it a 2.0 just because you add a little bit of purple, a little bit of orange, a little bit of yellow, and now you got Big Papa Pump Part 2 coming out, which I think that kid's a star. But no one's looking for it. This group of wrestlers in NXT 2.0 can't sell out the Freeman Coliseum here in San Antonio when the three of us went with little Noah, and there we are chanting, uh, yelling, fight forever. At an NXT takeover, by the way. Yes. Now you know we're yelling? Because we ain't in the building. Nobody wants to see NXT 2. And why are the lights on in NXT 2.0? I can see every person in there. I can see the little raggly bleachers. They got the little white plexiglass. Nobody asks for this. And the level of wrestling is atrocious. Well, I mean, it makes sense. They've got new stars who have been sitting in the performance center for a couple of years who have not had very many reps. So naturally, the, the caliber of wrestling that we were getting compared to what we were getting earlier in 2021, it's like night and day. It is just a completely different ball game. And this NXT, nobody wants it. I agree. Nobody but Vince and Nick Khan. So. Yes, I did not think that we would be saying ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And it did not help that many of the stars of NXT, Black and Gold, made their departure as well. What is that? We can't even see oh. it. Was that uh, Van Vader? <laughs> Don't worry. It's just some nobody. Some bald guy with tattoos on his neck. Like, who's this nobody? His name is Harlan. He's a new guy that they are introducing and... Yeah, it's it's See, quite Clyde, Clyde belittles. Now, 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 listen. I think that that the that the wrestling is not at at, it, at what it once was. But if Clyde seems to forget that you have to make a debut. Yeah, but the wait a minute. You finally you finally admitted that wrestling is not what it once was. No, I think he was talking about the NXT 2.0 product specifically. NXT. NXT. <laughs> NXT, <laughs> but I, but I, but certainly NXT 2.0, a much different ball game. Uh, a couple of things before we wrap up our uh, end of the year episode. Um, one of the things that happened that was really significant is a number of people on their own leaving WWE and or NXT, and they headed to greener pastures in AEW. That being Adam Cole. Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, uh, several others made that particular move over to, uh, w to AEW. But before we get into that or not even getting into that, some of the reasons that people made moves to other organizations is because WWE had a historic year of releases. Somewhere around 80 superstars this year found themselves without a job. We are accustomed to the normal cutting that happens after WrestleMania. But this year we had it in four waves and we've never seen it like this in WWE before. A lot of talent is now available for other spaces. 
Some have found homes. Some have not found homes. Some of these were some big names, former champions, people with whom they had invested in. No longer part of WWE. What did you think about WWE's uh, incredibly long list of releases in 2021? Jim Cornette told me that back in the 70s that the organizations and the territories he was a part of would carry 12 wrestlers. He said the quality of those wrestlers was so high that you couldn't afford to have a gigantic roster with so many studs in one place. Maybe WWE is just trying to slim the herd. So hopefully we don't have to watch a bunch of matches we don't want to see. Hmm. Hmm. But you don't like the matches you're seeing now, right? I don't. So does that they mean they do, need to, they, do they need to fire more people? In my opinion, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Courtney, what did you think about the firings in 2021? You guys just bragged they made $3 billion. $3 billion. That's three with a B. $3 billion. You're, pay, you're, you're paying uh, uh, Brock Lesnar $12 million a year. John Cena, 8.5, Roman Reigns, 5, Randy Orton, 4.5, AJ Styles, 3.5. Goldberg is getting 3 million, and I love Goldberg. WCW Legacy. WCW ended Bret Hart's career with the kick of death. That man ain't worth no $3 million. So you mean tell me you're paying the, uh, the raggedy Undertaker $2.5 million. The dead man stumbling. 2.5, the dead man can't even walk no more. Courtney, you're being a hypocrite. Dollars. You're being a hypocrite. Because if Undertaker comes out on Raw and you're watching, you're going up. You're not, not turning. I'm not going up. I'm not you're writing lying. in the group chat. I'm not you, doing You're not turning. You are not turning the channel. Him. You better hope that Jesus don't come back right now. Because you're going to be in the same hell in the cell that flares in. Because you're lying. You'll be in the same hell in the cell that flares in. You mean to tell me that if Taker comes on Raw while you're watching, you're going to turn it off? No. No. You're lying. matter of fact, the last time Taker came on Raw, his onesie was loose and baggy. I said, take away and jump suit. If Taker comes on Raw while you're watching, GB, I bet you you're not turning away. GB, Taker are you turning if Taker like comes on? I, I, I would want to see what he's going to do. And I, that's why you pay the man. Taker's name might as well be Tucker. I'm I not paying much to Undertucker. If Brock Lesnar, his music hits while Courtney is at SmackDown Live, Courtney going up. I don't care what he said. He lying. I'm going, I, I went up when they came to San Antonio. So you pay the man. Undertaker 2.5. He's not worth no 20. It wasn't a $12 million Courtney, pop. If you were Brock in, Lesnar, if you were there, if, if at SmackDown, that dong and them lights went out, you're a liar. You going I'm up. I'm not going up. You lying. You lying. That's Lord, too, Lord, I just, the Lord, if there be any sin I'm asking, the Lord, that you would forgive him as he lied to, com to commit this point. He lying, Lord. He lying. Undertaker's not worth no $2.5 million to He's come worth down it the aisle because if that dong baggy, goes off, you going up. Barely you, covering you're saying chest. that from the point of the argument. You do not say that from the point of the fan in the moment. Now, I know what I know. Oh, hold I'm on not now. going up. Hold on now. I'm not I going know up. what I know. 
And you're saying that up. from the point of the I'm argument. But when you're a fan, them dreads get to moving. The popcorn <laughs> gets to flying. You, I'm not go- Nobody wants to see Undertaker anymore. Courtney, if the no dong fear. goes off. You, if, if, if Undertaker oh, knocks on your door tonight, you going up. Oh, now that's different. Yeah. <laughs> now that's different. Who's going to suspect oh. Undertaker at the front door? I mean, like, huh, Dr. King punched him chest. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Courtney, if you see Undertaker at H-E-B, you going up. Of course. Because who expects to see Undertaker at H-E-B? But and I if may you go see Undertaker see at SmackDown. If I see Hornswoggle in the airport, no. I may go up. But no. Undertaker, $2.5 million to come down the aisle and roll his eyes in the back of his head. My God, and there if you were there, the world. you would Sony not question his chest. If, if you were there, you would not question that check he was getting. Because you would be so happy. The, the oh, fact that you even remember it. The fact oh. that you even remember it tells me he's worth everything. He's, he's not worth $2.5 Well, you, 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 you just did his signature eye roll. Here, here's, oh. what, here's what I'll say to that. Are they going to give Sean... Two point five for this too. <laughs> and if Sean came yeah. in that smack, that who do do do? Yeah, that bass guitar hitting that A flat. Holy, <laughs> give me a break. I I will say this: that those all nine hundred thousand help us, Holy Ghost. The two point five million dollars. Jeff Hardy, one million dollars. Well, they're not paying Jeff Hardy now, right now. now. The 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 two point five million dollars that they're giving the Undertaker. To your point about the three billion dollars that they're getting is not a drop in the bucket. Couple that with this idea that that's just the money from the TV deals. That's not counting merch sales. That's not counting the in ticket sales. That's not counting any of that. They are rolling over in money. The last quarter, they announced that they made. Two hundred and fifty-five million dollars in the this quarter. This is modern-day slavery. And of course, they made that announcement the same day that they cut people. So I think you know there's a larger issue here, and perhaps a larger so issue. Do you is- have to keep people just because you're making money? Well, here's the deal: you here you can release people, but you can't say it's budget cuts when you just That's made. But what if your budget suggests for what you're trying to build that they're not in the budget? They, no, no, no. They they just said you, they, wait, they told wait. their stakeholders. Why does the man get to count Vince's coins? I, no, 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 if no. The no. man got a budget. He got a budget. I'm not trying to count his coins. But here's the bigger thing. Why did you hire them in the first place? If you did not have intentions of using them, a lot of these people got hired because Vince didn't want the other team to take them. So they bought up all the folks on the businessman. And now that they don't see there's a use for them, they get rid of them. And that's not that's not good business. It's not. If you can. Here's the problem. You said that there are too many wrestlers there now. Right. So then why did they feel the need to add more? And here's the other piece of it. If there are too many wrestlers now, why then turn around and sign this whole deal for the next in line thing so you can connect with all of these college kids coming out so that you can keep the pipeline rolling? 
And it's this isn't even reality TV. No, 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 no. That's why Vince is doing that. Vince, here's the thing. I think Vince McMahon's firings this year show more about his heart than perhaps anything else that Vince McMahon has done in 2021. His heart is clearly for how can I make the most money? Period. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote Brandon Clack what he said in a group chat. Vince is the devil and we know it. <laughs> okay let's do i don't know what we're arguing about let's let's do this one because this i saved this one for last because in my opinion i think of all of the stories of 2021 this is the story of the year the fans might say differently but in my opinion when i look at 2021 when we talk about it in years to come we will be talking i believe about one person and that is Bianca Belair. But before I get to Bianca Belair, I do have to talk about this because this is an equally important point in 2021. The rise of the African-American world champion in the WWE. This year, for the first time, we had a, an African-American WWE champion for the bulk of 2021. Ever since March of, or was it February? No, it was March. Ever since March of 2021, there has been a w, a, an African-American WWE champion, be that Bobby Lashley or Big E. What do you think is the significance of the African-American WWE champion in 2021? Thank you, Vince. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Oh, Vince said, I heard the people. Vince said, I know I messed up and made friends with Donald Trump for a few years. Vince said, I want to show everybody where my heart lies. And Vince said, you know what, guys? I apologize. Do with that belt as you wish. And we said, thank you, Vince. Courtney? June 2nd, 2020, people posted black screens on their Instagram to stand in solidarity with the racial climate to say, I am not a racist. One Vincent Kennedy McMahon, every year, King is my hero. call it the year of the black champion but i call it the race the race to pacify us i have not been a fan of the black champions i know john murray and ugb and you clack love biggie any, any new butts and seats any new butts and seats because biggie any new butts and seats no don't think so any new butts and seats because moose i don't think so any new butts and seats because of a uh, rich homie Swan? I don't think so. Any new butts and seats because of Bianca Belair? I don't think so. Watch it. I think, I think crowned people because of inclusion, not because they were capable. I don't like it. When Kofi won, it should have happened. All this other stuff. Is Xavier Woods next? Is Xavier Woods going to climb the mountaintop and become the, the champion? My God, at best, he's an intercontinental champion. Wow. 
I would say at best he's a European champion. But you don't like Big E because he has the worst haircut in wrestling history. That chili bowl is you bad. You taught me. I think for as much money as he makes, he, I know several brothers right now on the east side of San Antonio that'll hook that man up with the dopest fade he's ever seen. But when I saw him go on a breakfast club, but dressed Courtney, like a Vince McMahon wannabe with that little haircut, my The lady. problem is he's choosing that haircut because I saw him in the barbershop ask for it. I did too. He went to the barbershop. And, 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 and in Texas, we call it the butt. But you're supposed to wear the butt in the back. He said, "Put the butt on the top." Now, I don't, I don't know what y'all do in Texas, and I don't know no. where you put the butt. But leave that between you and Biggie. No, I don't know. I don't know what. What I will say is, I feel, I feel like Bobby Lashley, Big E, very no, deserving. Bobby Lashley w- deserved it. Very deserving WWE champions. Um, I thought they've worked hard. I thought that they have brought something special to this. And again, we've never seen in the history of this business an African-American man. What happened to the Hurt business? Well, this is one of the greatest things ever happened. they, They reunited and didn't. It was very weird. But I will say this. I do think that Lashley, Big E, amazing reigns. And as I've often said, the real challenge with being an African-American champion is being, it's like being president of the United States. You're the champion for all people. You represent all people. And so when you watch Big E and you watch Lashley, there are people who love them or love to hate them because they are great, not because they are black. And that is an amazing piece, which leads us to what I believe is the biggest well, your story. friend Tony Schiavone, that's going to put butts in seats. So. It, it, it already is. And so with that said, our top story, in my opinion, the fans may see differently, is Bianca Belair. From winning the Royal Rumble this year to main eventing WrestleMania to winning the SB for WWE Moment of the Year to uh, being named at the top of the PWI 150 as the best wrestler, women's wrestler in the world over everybody else, who has had a bigger or better or more, more noteworthy year than Bianca Belair? Clack, your thoughts on Bianca Belair and 2021. I just want to add on to her list of accolades that before the year ended, she also dapped me up on purpose. Aha. How about that? How was that, out. sir? How was yes. that? Held on yes. as long yes. as I could. Yes. When still Christabel said, that's enough. Let go. I said, that's <laughs> oh, enough. Sorry. My bad. I forgot where I was. <laughs> I'm proud of her. She's super athletic. She picked up that gigantic woman, the Monday Night Raw that I was there, and, and her knees yeah. were shaking. Yeah. But she yeah. picked Pooh Bear up on, on her shoulders. And I'm telling you, that it. That was the equivalent, no lie, of her putting Courtney in the torture rack. Because they, him and the woman of God, they got the same bill. And that is like her putting Courtney in the torture rack. And I'm telling you, she, 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 is, she is neck and neck with Charlotte in 2021. Not an overall resume. Overall resume, Charlotte is the best female wrestler ever alive. Best. Female ever. ever put on boots ever ever 
But in 2021, I put them neck and neck. Okay. To me, it's a, it's a shame we can't get Bianca versus Jade Cargill. Uh, that would be a great match. Uh, I, I think Bianca has represented a lot of great things. I think the real winner in, in 2021 has been Mark Henry, who discovered mm-hmm. Bianca Belair. He looked at her and, Jade. and said, yeah, oh, he discovered her as well. He did. Mark has a real understanding for what could be next. He looked at her as a weightlifter and said, I think he could be a wrestler. And he managed to make it happen. I think that Mark is the real winner, and I'm hoping that he's rewarded for such. But I think Bianca Belair is great for business. Now, I will not be uh, – I won't sidestep this, that Beyonce, Queen B, Beyonce, uh, Sean Carter, Jay-Z's wife, came out sitting to her and her daughter. They really enjoyed Naomi. So it seems like four African-American female wrestlers are starting to get noticed. Mm-hmm. And to which Naomi replied, and Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what a year Bianca Belair has had. And again, it's really exciting that in 2021, amid all of the things that we've seen happen, the dominance of Bianca Belair transcended race and creed and everything else for her to just creed. be absolutely great and the same can be said for lashley for big e for the fact that champions world champions looked like us in 2021 and they were deserving deserving of this so gb quick question for you yes i got a quick question for gb how many african-american champs are in AEW? uh there's only been one no 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 currently oh currently zero uh, Ed, what about New Japan? I'm just curious. Uh, zero. Ring of Honor? Well, Ring of Honor's world champion is African-American. Current? Yes, current. Current. Okay. Okay. Jonathan but Gresham. AEW mm-hmm. and um, New Japan, none. Correct. All right. Yeah. The Impact world champion is uh, currently African-American in Moose. Congratulations, Moose. So that's a look at 2021 guys it's been an incredible year an unpredictable year no idea what we're gonna see in 2022 I wouldn't even How come there's no light skin champions <laughs> I'm not doing this no idea what 2022 my, my complexion is darker well, I mean, you can't make people become. Now, listen, anytime light skinned people do anything else, you'd be the main one complaining. Now you mad that we ain't got something. No, you don't care. I just want to make, hey, man, I want to make, I want to make sure you feel celebrated. Clap. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have the rock. <laughs> well, there it is. Three-time People's Choice Award winner this year, by the way. So, uh, again, thank you guys for riding with us for 2021. It has been a crazy year in the sport, but we have been doing our best to keep you on top of it, and uh, 2022 will be even bigger. No telling where we're going to go and what we're going to do, but we will be here to keep you abreast of anything. So before we go, guys, let them know how they can uh, reach out to you on the socials. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on everything that I own. See you soon. There it is. Courtney. And I am Courtney Beard on all the social media. Thank you, GB, for holding it down for 2021. And uh, in our stead, shout out to your Kerry Von Eric t-shirt. I was hoping. Hey, the Texas Tornado. He was a force in the WWF. Yes, That's he, where he really found his climb. 
WCCW <laughs> world class and a former NWA world champion, by the way. There you who, go. Uh, defeated Rick and Rick the Rick master Rick. of the spinning punch. He that is. is. Nobody oh, sold like Mr. Perfect. That that's oh, that, now that's your right. That and, is hey, shout out my guy, Jose Lothario, his son, who uh is a good friend of mine here in San Antonio, Joe, who put me onto a clip of his older brother getting power bombed by Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, and the table did not break. Best clip I've seen in a long time. He slid right off the table and out of the wrestling and business. Ended, and ended his career. He said, Daddy, I don't want to do this no more. And no shout out to Josh Spiel. Good to see you back, man. There it you is. You don't stay in that block zone. Actually, Courtney blocked you. It wasn't us. Well, so, it- <laughs> hope you're back, man. It was. <laughs> it was. It, really it was. was. Courtney. It he was. So with that said, thank so you, you guys so and much. And he was and he blocked you, Josh, because he's jealous of you. He told us privately that I'm sick of Josh always debunking my claim. So he's got some like wrestling beef towards. So hopefully he gets that Josh, jealousy and envy out of his that. heart. I didn't yeah, say yeah. that, Josh. Yeah, you thank you for your that. continued support. Remember, you can catch us, of course, on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Google and now on Spotify as well. And there's more great things to come in 2022 thanks for rocking with us and we'll see you guys next time representing of course for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray i am gb gerard bonner and this is the faction